Yo, 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 I'm here with Codis. He's a real cool cat. He's got a lot of this and he's got a lot of that. Welcome to the Yolt Christian Podcast. Thank we you for Dr. tuning in. We got Dr. Seuss here. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so today's topic is Halloween. But before we get into Halloween, Codis, I just really want to talk about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Apparently you're that? feeling a little choking. <laughs> nice. That was good. Sorry, that me. water went down the very wrong pipe because I thought nice. of a joke and then I laughed and then it went. Nice. Halloweeny. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So what so are you going to um, Yeah, I just want to talk about your feelings. I just want to make sure you're okay. No, for real, let's talk about Halloweeny a little bit. Um, so you're absolutely right in calling it Halloweeny, but uh, in, a, in a serious note, there's a lot of people that enjoy the, the uh, holiday of Halloween, and I'm specifically mm-hmm. speaking to our Christian crowd. Um, and <laughs> why am I speaking to our Christian crowd? Because this is a Christian <laughs> podcast, and the only people that are going to be listening to it are Christians. So, Christians, what do you think about Halloween? Is it good? Is it bad? Well, let's talk about it. So, I like um, Kit Kats Co- and Twix. They are nice. But we're going to talk about that, because this is kind of interesting. And, and this are we going to dive have deep a, into history? We're going to dive deep into history, and as well as spiritual mm-hmm. warfare. Oh, that's good. Ooh, yeah, you know that. You know how much I like spiritual warfare. So, yeah. all right. Which, uh, Anyways, so, Codis, what do you know about the origins of uh, um, Halloween? Well, so, from what I, I guess, have gathered in my almost 18 years of life, um, I have learned, or at least taught, you know, that mm-hmm. pretty much it was a big thing for early people. It was a big, after a big hunt, they celebrated around the campfire. And okay. they wore skins and stuff, and that's what I've learned. It's a big okay. hunt festival right. feast. Okay, you, you've got something interesting going on about the bonfire, because originally a bonfire was called a bonfire. A bonfire? Um, that's where we get bonfire from, yeah. Um, really? So, uh-huh. fun fact. So, But uh, what are the origins of Halloween? So I'm going to kind of read you this, this origins article, because I'm no scholar, right? So I'm going to read somebody who's no. more educated than I am. So I'm going to read you about the origins on Halloween, and then let's talk about the spiritual warfare aspect of it, okay? All right. <clears throat> so uh, many believe that the festival of Samhain to have been the beginning of a Celtic year. So basically Halloween was the beginning of their year. Um, at Samhain, the farmers brought livestock in from summer pastures, and people gathered to build shelters for the winter. The festival also had religious significance, and people burned fruits, vegetables, grain, and possibly animals as offerings to the quote-unquote gods. In ancient Celtic stories, Samhain was a magical time of transition when important battles were fought and fairies cast spells. They cast mm. spells. So it was a time when the barriers between the natural world and the supernatural were broken. So the Celts actually believed that the dead could walk among the living at this time. And during Samhain, the living could visit from the dead, um, who they believed held secrets of the future. And scholars believe that Halloween's association with ghosts, food, and fortune telling began with these pagan customs about 2,000 years ago. Um, many of the, uh, of the customs of the pagan Celts survived even after the people became quote unquote Christianized. Um, in the 800s AD, the church established an all saints day on November 1st, about 200 years later, it added all souls day, which is November 2nd. Uh, this day was set aside for people to pray for friends and family who had died. Uh, people had many of the old pagan customs, part of this, uh, Christian holy day. Uh, some people put out food for their ancestors or left a lantern burning in the window window so that ghosts could find their way home for the night. Um, through the years, various regions of Europe developed their own Halloween customs. Um, in Wales, for example, each person put a white stone near the Halloween fire at night and then checked in the morning to see whether the stone was still there. If it was, 
the person would live another year, right? Interesting stuff. So in the United States, the origins of Halloween, however, started with early settlers. Uh, when early American settlers came from England, many of them brought various beliefs about ghosts and witches with them. In the 1800s, many immigrants from Ireland and Scotland arrived in the U.S. and introduced their Halloween traditions. Other groups added their own cultural influence to Halloween customs. German immigrants bought a vivid witchcraft lore, and Haitian and African people brought their native voodoo beliefs and black cats, fire, and witchcraft. So that's the, the kind of history. Now, I also want to add that another <coughs> article said um, that when the, they believed that the spirits were walking amongst them, what they did was they dressed up in costumes to try and trick the spirits to make them think that they were a spirit. So that's why they wore costumes is so that they would, the dead would supposedly think that the people weren't hmm. actually human. They couldn't kill them. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of yeah. sense, actually. Yeah, so that's where wow. we get Halloween from. So, yeah, we have Where's a lot of people dressed up in costumes. That's just probably it's, an Americanized yeah. tradition. Yeah, um, maybe maybe it's in Europe. Europe. Yeah, when, and, when I was younger, I guess, I technically am, but when I was younger, younger, we weren't allowed to go trick-or-treating because of, like, mm-hmm. the demon stuff. So we just went to, like, my grandma's house. And, like, yeah, that was the one nice. trick-or-treat place. Okay, but that's actually a really good point. So should Christians allow their kids to participate in Halloween? Because I know personally as a kid, I was not allowed to. And I, I know yeah. how it felt, you know, being left Sucks. out of it really all these. Like, it, it did. Um, but my wife and I have talked about it. And we talked about it last year. We, we, I brought it up again today, which is why we're having this conversation about Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am, this is going to sound what you'd imagine, but I'm completely against it. Um, but not because of what we just talked about. I'm against it because of the spiritual warfare aspect. So I forget the guy's name, um, but he was, uh, he's a pretty famous speaker on it. Um, but he was one of the head honchos in, um, in Luciferianism. And cause we've talked about that before. Um, and so, um, he talks about what his role is or sorry, was in that he's now a Christian. So he, he speaks out against what he used to do and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he kind of tells about their, how they work and stuff. And I feel like I'm about to sneeze bananas, Oreos, um, elephant, 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 cool. elephant. And we're good. Cool. We're good. It's gone. And, uh, so he was talking about, and I was watching this podcast or uh, video, whatever it was. And, uh, and he was saying, it was like, you people don't realize how big of a day Halloween is for Luciferians or like Satanists or whatever. Um, and, uh, and I, and I was like, what, huh? And, uh, he said, no, witches and, and warlocks, like, because believe it or not, witchcraft is real, by the way. Oh, everybody. yeah. Without um, a doubt. Yeah. It's, it's biblical. It's, it's legitimate. It's just that these, the people that are uh, these witches and warlocks, as this guy called them, um, they are summoning demons. They just, that's just how it is. And so um, as Christians, we do, we do believe in spiritual warfare. So we believe in God and the holy angels, which is two-thirds of the angels. And we believe that the opposing side or the adversary is Satan and the one-third angels um and mm-hmm. so of course those angels uh we're, we believe are now demons uh what the bible calls demons um Nips. so aliens uh net uh well <laughs> that's a I whole think different that, episode there I, yeah i think the united states or i guess the world is going to call you know these uh these mm. fallen angels aliens but that's a different topic for another day yeah, that's a whole um, other video and then another topic for another day is also how major uh religions from like the mesopotamian gods the egyptian gods they're all actually uh fallen angels but that's a whole different topic for dude that's facts um yeah so but let's uh let's continue this conversation about halloween so yes this guy that i was watching he said that witches and warlocks they will curse the candy because they know that the candy is 
Okay, so here's the deal. Like, so you know, like when we watch a, a show about demons, or we watch anything that uh, is not holy, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, or in other words, let me say this: literally anything can open a door for yeah. demonic activity. Like, I used to watch the show Ghost Avengers all the time. Like, I didn't believe yeah. it. I just thought it yeah. was like very entertaining, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I knew it wasn't good, but like, it was so yeah. entertaining to me. Like, it, I, I didn't really fully believe it, but I was like, this is just mm-hmm. like cool, like. I, I like yeah. abandoned places. Like it's just kind of cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. So and and I I think the reason that we think it's cool is because Satan's trying to do that number on us to to help invite yeah. people. So, but similar to you, when I was a kid, I would come home and I forgot what it was called. It was like a haunted stories or something like that. And so basically, like it told a few different stories about how people's houses got haunted and stuff like that. And I, yeah. I loved the show because it was about. interesting. And uh, but here's the thing is whenever we watch that or whenever we watch horror movies or even whenever we uh, talk about demons. So we rebuke all demonic activity in Jesus name. Um, whenever we talk about things like this, we do open a door. And so but the question is, or rather the, the important thing is that just the just a side note is that um, in Revelations, fun fact. So um, Michael, an archangel, wrestled with Lucifer, the Satan, the dragon. And until Michael called on this is again in revelation until michael called on god he was unable to beat satan so but once god was then called upon he beat satan and you know shoot him away mm-hmm. but uh so satan is a very, very powerful um being. very uh so but with that being said i don't want to give him too much credit because god is way more powerful in the end but um, oh, obviously yeah. he already lost it he's already Spoiler lost the alert. war but uh god wins in the end whoop, whoop. um and so but what i want to want to get back to is Right. So witchcraft. So what this guy was saying in the interview, he was like, you don't you guys don't understand the the impact that Halloween has. And so. When I I mentioned before how witches and warlocks will pray over the candy and then they hand out the candy and then kids go home and they open the candy, they eat the candy. And so it's opening a door. Right. Um, Other ways that we talked about opening doors is like watching demonic uh, stuff, talking about demonic stuff. Um, Ouija boards, all like there's tons of ways to open doors, like endless amounts. Um, watching the show Supernatural. Um, what else is there? <laughs> the bunch. Yeah. So um, there's plenty of ways to open doors. Now, what do you, Jared? I I do these things. I I don't experience any demonic activity that you know of. Here's the thing. You and you attribute that anxiety to oh, that's just how I am. No, that that's demonic. You you look at that depression. No, that's demonic. None of that is of God. You look at what God is, you know that God is love. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it does not demand its own way. All those fun things. Go look at 1 Corinthians chapter Ooh. 13, verses 4 through 8. And, Another thing. So oh, we talked about with the fasting video how the addiction, that could be that could be like a demonic stuck. You talk about something about that too? Like the thorn mm-hmm. in the side and then like yes, yeah. it, it can be like from a mm-hmm. demon and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So – which let's let's get into that in a little bit. Uh, we'll get we'll dive deep in just a second. All right, that sound good. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> we know that a lot of things are of uh, demonic activity because again they are not like that of God. They are uncaked mm-hmm. of God. And so and, uh, I told you that God is love, and we talked about the definition of love. But let's also talk about the fruits of the spirit. So uh, that's another example of what to see when God uh, is within somebody, the Holy Spirit is within somebody. And that's uh, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, mm-hmm. self-control. All those things, or all those things, is found in uh, Galatians chapter five. Go give it a read. But uh, so, anyways, when you experience something outside of that, it is a demonic activity because it is not of God. 
And so you're saying again, Jared, I've been participating in all these things and I don't see how, I don't see how any doors have been open. They have been, you're just, you know, you're just blind to them. Um, and so with anyways, this guy is saying is what they did was, um, you know how salesmen have territories? I guess, maybe you don't know that. Um, so yeah, as a sales, okay. Um, so if, if you're listening, you don't know salesmen, they have territories. They Why turfs. is that? They have turfs. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> they cover a region. And so yeah. similarly, um, according to this guy who was, you know, a, a head honcho in this kind of, uh, he said he was a, a head warlock, but anyways, um, he That's said crazy. that he was, he was assigned the, I think it was the Southeast region of the United States. And so, um, anyways, but what he would do is he would travel around and he would, uh, cast spells on people on neighborhoods and on these, all these things. Um, and so, but specifically he always, yeah, but he talked about Halloween and he, he said that they all loved Halloween because everybody opened doors to demonic activity without even knowing it by placing skeletons in the yard, they're opening doors by all these things. Like it's, it's everywhere. And so now what does that mean for us Christians? Okay. So Totus, this is where we dive a little bit deeper. Okay. So as Christians, can we be possessed by a demon? No. But as Christians, can we be influenced? Can a demon mm-hmm. attach to us? Yes. Yes. Very and we much. know that because Paul himself said that he had a demon attached to his flesh, mm-hmm. which means we talked about this in the last uh, couple of podcast codes, which is um, that we are one body with two natures. So we have our yeah. sinful nature, which is our <laughs> flesh, and then we have our spirit. And so these yes. demons are able to attach to our flesh, but they are not able to occupy our spirit. So in terms of what that means for Christianity, well, Jesus is, of course, stronger than any demon, stronger than um, Satan himself. And so mm-hmm. uh, when I say Jesus, I'm, of course, referring to God in this instance, but because Jesus is God. But uh, so all in all, God is more powerful, but um, we are able to be influenced and, uh, uh, by demons. And it's just that's biblical fact. Um, and so when you read the Bible, you see this is through Revelation. This is what Paul talks about. We are able to be influenced and we are constantly in a state of spiritual warfare. So, Codus, what, what, what is spiritual warfare? Like, what does that mean? Man, it's um, it's. It's demons and angels fighting each other in your head. I guess it's like just one way to describe it. It's I don't know how to, I don't know how to really describe it. Like I know what it is, but I don't know how to describe it. Like yeah. it's pretty um, much a war. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's, it's warfare. So it is war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's not nece- it's, it's not necessarily in our head. It's it's a battle for souls, really. Um, and so and again, this is all entirely biblical. What we're talking about. It's just not what the church likes to talk about because it's taboo. Um, but it really is. And so it's true. Um, yeah. And so, um, I mean, so where did this spiritual warfare start? Well, it started when Satan rebelled and he got gathered a third of the angels mm-hmm. and he rebelled against God. And so then what happened is, is so Satan then goes down to earth and he is a cast down to earth according to revelation. And he and his angels are on earth and they're currently on earth because they have not been locked up for a thousand years quite yet. Yeah. And so, um, so because Satan was given the kingdom of the earth, which the Bible says that Satan reigns over the earth, okay, mind you. So um, he does reign over the earth. That does not mean that God does not uh, partake in the earth because obviously God is within us. Um, but anyways, so um, the spiritual warfare that is going on currently is because Satan is knowledgeable of the Bible, he is knowledgeable that he cannot win in the end. He knows he cannot win the war. So what he's doing is because we are saved by belief, because we are saved that Jesus died and resurrected, um, what Satan is trying to do is, because we make the joke all the time that Satan is a sore loser. So what he's yeah. trying to do is he's, 
He's trying to drag down the souls, which is us. He's trying mm-hmm. to drag as many humans down with him as he can. So he's trying to prohibit as many individuals from being saved that he can. And so um, that is what the spiritual warfare is. And so when you look at angels, um, I made a video the other day talking about all the different kinds of angels. So you've got seraphim, yeah. you've got cherub, uh, cherubim, you've got um, holy angels. Those are the main you know, three. You've got archangels. It's, um, it's cool. I heard a, it's, it's somewhere in the Bible too. But it talks about, like, there's angels down here with us, too. Like, mm-hmm. a random person that, like, you met on the street. That could have been an angel, and you didn't even know about it. It talks about, mm-hmm. like, how – I can't remember what verse it is, but it pretty much says how to treat everyone with kindness because that person could be an angel. Like, mm-hmm. like it's just crazy how, like, in New York, you know, all there's a lot of yep. people. A few of those people could be angels, and we would never know. Like, that's just crazy mm-hmm. to me. Yep. It, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, you look at – angels in the bible and how powerful they are like when you look at what god created them for like it's crazy like you look at revelation and you see like just one cherubim like kills thousands of people like with ease you know yeah. and so like it so angels are, are definitely uh, i wish definitely... i was an angel <laughs> well you're human so there's that but um, even better <laughs> well so here's the thing is what's really cool is about some angels so like the the angels that aren't specified to have a group they're called holy angels and so those holy angels some of them are um god has given them the purpose of protecting us so um, the guardian so angel people say yeah um and so it's kind of neat but uh again so you've got those people you've got the holy angels the seraphim the cherubim the um the archangels, which is like Michael and, and stuff like that. Um, and then you've got, of course, God, who's the leader of them all. And then on the other side, which is, again, this is the majority. You've got two-thirds angels, and then you've got God, who is stronger than Satan. And then on this side, you've got Satan, who is, again, weaker than God. And he has a third of the of the angels, which means there's two-thirds on God's side plus God, who is stronger than Satan. And then mm-hmm. you've got Satan with one-third angels. So, like, there is no comparison. God's army is much larger and much uh, stronger than Satan's. So again, because Satan is a sore loser, he is going to try to, um, I mean, it's kind of funny, but like legitimate, he is a sore yeah. loser. So he's going to try to steal as many souls as possible. And so again, how if he cannot steal the souls and get the praise from the souls themselves, what he does then is try to distract people like you and me, people that um, are able to influence um, people's uh, eternal destination. So mm-hmm. um, notice how I said influence, because we are not the individual that saves somebody is jesus christ that saves somebody um sure. and so G- jesus christ being the thing or rather the, the human the, the god um 100 man 100 god to uh to die on the cross and resurrect which cleanses us from all of our sin which saves us but anyways so because we are then able to influence other individuals uh for their eternal destination satan is going to try to distract us so that we don't influence other people so that they can be saved does that mm-hmm. make sense yeah. And so um, so that's the spiritual warfare that's going on. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm being very broad about it um, because realistically, it's, it's kind of hard to, to dive deep into it unless you are a member of basically Luciferianism. <laughs> um, and so because they're the only ones that teach more. I, I, and this is what I was talking about with my wife was that I feel like Luciferianism or Satanism, uh, I forget which sect of Satanism. Um, I feel like they teach spiritual warfare better than Christians do. And I feel like that's why Christians are so susceptible to spiritual warfare because they don't mm-hmm. know what they're doing and how to combat it. And so that's part of the reason why I want to make this video. Um, so again, the, the topic here is Halloween. And so obviously the, um, 
theme of Halloween is death. So as Christians, should we, being cleansed by Jesus Christ, should we partake in something that represents death? No, not no, at all. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, it's similar to like the tattoo conversation, Codis. The, I, when we get a tattoo, you, you can, we can argue all day long. I know you and I won't because we agree, but um, yeah. people can argue all day long about whether they it's love a sin or to do whether that. it's not a They sin. love to do that. Yeah, they do. And it's always Leviticus, like chapter 17 or something right oh, yeah. But anyways, um, the, the kicker is, is the New Testament tells us to do everything that we do to glorify God, whether we eat, whether we drink, whether we sleep, all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Everything I we do that. must glorify God. And so um, if it's a tattoo that glorifies God, great. But here's the thing. You cannot participate in activities that promote death while glorifying mm-hmm. God because God does not give us death. No, he Ooh. gives us life. You, you, cannot, you cannot live in the flesh and please God at the same time. Romans 8. That's right. 9. Absolutely. 8, 8. Sorry, 8, that's 8. That's right. Because the, the flesh is going to die regardless. Oh, like yeah. The flesh wants yeah. you to die. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, so um, we talked about Halloween. We talked about the origins. We talked about the death associated with it. We talked about the spiritual warfare associated with it. We talked about and we outlined the two sides of spiritual warfare, why we have spiritual warfare. So what does that look like in a Christian's life? What does spiritual warfare look like? Well, I told you that is what Satan tries to distract us. So what does that mean in terms of how we can combat the distractions? Well, um, we can do as what Jesus did and how he combated temptation. Um, he referred to scripture every single time. He referenced scripture um, with temptation. Um, what we can He's do cool is – so uh, Jesus is definitely a cool dude. Um, we can also look at what uh, – so when Paul says that he had a thorn in his flesh, which was a demon mm-hmm. in his flesh, um, we can also then learn how to overcome the flesh. How do we overcome the flesh? Well, let's look at Matthew chapter 17, verse 21. It says um, in order to well, – this is Jesus uh, referencing how the disciples couldn't cast out a demon. He said this kind can only be cast out through prayer and fasting. So what do we do when, when we face demonic activity? We pray and we fast. What do we fast? Well, we, yeah. we made a whole fasting episode. I'm not going to talk about it. Um, so a good that is – that was a very good episode. Um, so we can do that. Um, that combats demonic activity. Uh, I highly recommend that we pray and fast all throughout October. Um, so this is also another thing. So um, there's a spiritual gift um, called discernment. Um, and that's discernment of many things that's of basically anything and everything to do Bible. Um, that includes spiritual warfare. And so I've been blessed with the gift of discernment in which I think most Christians who read the Bible are given that gift. Um, but, uh, I've found this. Um, so we were driving down the road, um, my wife and I today, and this is, this is really what piqued the conversation, uh, with my wife about Halloween and our future kids and stuff like that. Um, and I was driving and like, as, as soon as I got in the car, like, I just felt sick. Like, it wasn't like a, a like a, a normal sick, though. I was like, I don't understand. Like, why do I, I feel, I feel like sick. And, but it wasn't my body that was, I don't know how to describe it. But anyways, and so I told Jenna, my wife, I was like, I, I, I do not feel good. And uh, I couldn't explain it. And so um, I was driving through and then literally just a, a couple houses next door, um, they have skeletons hanging. They have um, grim reapers hanging from trees. They had like, their yard is decorated already. And, uh, and instantly already? I knew... Yeah, already. And I instantly knew why I felt sick. And I was like, oh, it's happening already. And, and so anyways, um, I just know that it's going to continually get worse until praying and fasting. And so that's ultimately what this guy said um, in this interview or podcast, whatever it was that I was watching, because um, he, he, he's now a Christian pastor. And this is what he does. Is he goes out and he tells people how to combat spiritual warfare um, because he's been on both sides. And so now he's obviously fighting for, for God. 
Um, mm. And so, and uh, it's just really interesting stuff. So yeah. we talked, we talked about the two sides. We talked about how to combat it, um, pray and fast. Um, what are we missing, Codus? Um, I don't know. Well, I will say this. If you don't have Jesus within you, you can be possessed. Um, you don't want to be possessed. Um, yes, demons possessing people are still a thing. In fact, fun, fun fact, my dad, um, so he works in the hospital in the ER. And uh, so there's this, like, it's like once a week that something happens. Like he, he recognizes a spirit. Um, but he said that like, just cool. like two days ago. Yeah, he's like just two days ago. Um, he walked into a room and this person was going nuts, which isn't uncommon in the ER, but, uh, this time medication wasn't stopping it. Um, they had thrown everything they could, uh, legally at it, um, at the person. And, uh, and so nothing was working. And so he goes in there, this is doctors watching, nurses watching. He goes in there and he does his, uh, pastor Scott thing. And so I've told you before how he's, uh, he casted out a demon out of a, uh, an individual yeah. that, that he was uh, arresting when he's a police officer, when there's a bunch of uh, police officers there. I told you before how when he was in Africa, he had witch doctors come up to him and try to, uh, I guess, do something with demons on him. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't understand what they were saying, supposedly. But And so anyways, uh, he goes in there to this hospital room, and he talks sternly, says, I know who you are, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And, uh, and so he cast it out. Then all of a sudden, the dude just went limp, passed out, like fell asleep. That's crazy, and, bro. And then for hours, he said afterwards, the doctors and the nurses were trying to figure out what made the dude pass out and fall asleep because nothing would make him go to sleep. And uh, it was the only reason they could come up with was that that the pastor went in and cast out a demon. So it's so like we we are powerful, like our Mm -hmm. tongues are powerful. We can heal and we can cast out demons. Oh, yeah. Like we have the power, like they're scared of us. Like demons are scared of us. Like we are children of God. Like they fear us like mm-hmm. it's just crazy to me that like we have the power to make them go cry to their dad saying yeah yeah that's, that's <laughs> cool that's cool yeah um and when we look at the the demon encounters that jesus had um of course when he casted out the demons like mm-hmm. um before so I, I forget where he's at but he goes up to this group of demons um and i think it was it was it was basically at the beginning of his ministry and he tells the demons or he shuts the demons mouth so that they can't say his name because it says that they know Jesus by his name. So Jesus shuts their mouth so that they can't speak and say his name because he doesn't want the people around them to know that he's God yet. Um, and, and so it, it's just really cool. And then of course you, you read all of Matthew, you read all the gospel and you see yeah. how a lot of their mission was to cast out demons. Now, grant the great commission is to go and ca- uh, make disciples of all nations, yeah. baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey God's commands. But a lot of scripture is about the disciples and Jesus casting out demons. Why? Awesome. Because, but yeah, because everything is spiritual warfare. We live in spiritual warfare. It's happening yeah. all around us. How? This is this is the question I needed to uh, to to answer. To answer. Um, so, how is it possible for spiritual warfare to happen around us? Because, Codus, we don't see these things, do we? No. You're right. So we don't see these angels. We don't. <laughs> we don't see these <laughs> demons. Now, some people, they will say, um, oh, I, I saw this, you know, which, okay, this, let's talk about this for a second. So when people say that they saw demons, um, I found that from the people I've personally talked to that they say, it's, it's funny how they all have the same answer. It's a, we a, talked a about shadowy, the Madeline. Yes. Is there a shadowy object that they can't really see, but like they see it. Like, it's not like a, a perfect outline. Like, it's not like a person like standing there. It's, it's like a dark shadowy figure that they see in the corner of their eye kind of thing. Um, and so, but, um, 
so how is it possible that's very few and far between the people actually, you know, see a, a demon, which I'm not discrediting them seeing it by any means, but um, I do know that let's talk science for a second. Okay. So this, uh-huh. this is, bib- this is biblical theory based on Bible fact and science fact. Okay. Or I guess it's science theory. Um, so Bible fact, we have spiritual warfare, yes. uh, Bible fact, you and I currently, or I guess physical fact, you and I do not see demons and angels currently. Um, however, what does that mean? Let's talk science fact. Let's talk dimensions. Okay. So uh, an object in the third dimension sees in the second dimension. Like, uh, I wonder if I have enough. Wait. All right. So, uh, so this ball, it's a, obviously it's a 3D ball. Our brain can perceive it to be 3D, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a sphere. Okay. But when you look at it, when you look at it straight on, you see a two dimensional circle. Does that make sense? So you only see this side of it. Yeah. You don't see – yeah. But your brain pieces together because of past experiences that it is, a, you know, three dimensions. But yeah. to the eye, you only see in 2D. So uh, if you live in the 3D, you see in the 2D. Um, it's also fact – or I guess, again, I guess it's science theory. But if you live in the 4D, you would see in the 3D because it makes sense because if, uh, if you live in the 2D, you see in the 1D. But anyway, so you can keep going on and on and on. But here's the thing. Because we see in the 3D, we can see the 2D. But if something is in the 4D, fourth dimension, then they can see the first, second, and third dimension. So we keep going on in dimensions. And ultimately, what happens is if this world is, is uh, full of different dimensions, which obviously it is, um, yeah. then it would make it able to where angels and th- – this is going to make it sound so much make, – make so much more sense for to say it. But it makes it to where angels and demons can be all around us. Because they exist in a different dimension. Yeah. Makes sense? So uh, science yeah. will say the fourth dimension is time. Um, not disagreeing with that necessarily, but I would say that then the uh, fifth dimension would be probably something that the angels and demons exist in. And I, I honestly think that God exists on a higher dimension than the angels and demons um, because God is almighty. God is the beginning and the last God. You know, he created everything. If he, if he can create the dimension that the angels exist within, then he can exist outside of that dimension. So um, anyways, so that's just science. I've never it. thought of um, that. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. So um, it just goes to show how great God is. He's so much greater than we can even fathom um, because we can't really even fathom uh, no. beyond. the. We can barely fathom the fourth dimension, let alone fifth, sixth, seventh, infinity dimension. Um, and so it's super neat. Um, so that's how spiritual warfare is possible to be happening all around us. Um, so yeah, this is, I hope this has been an informative, uh, podcast, but I, I do, I do want to end it with this. Okay. I've been talking a lot about demons. I've been talking a lot about Satan. Um, Satan is powerful by all means, but Jesus is stronger. God is stronger. Um, there is not a shadow of a doubt. Uh, the Bible talks all about the power of Jesus and how he cast out every single demon he came across. He, how he also, uh, how God wins the war in the end. Um, and there's, there's plenty of you know, scripture to back that. So we have no reason to think that uh, Satan and his army will overcome God because that's obviously uh, not biblical. But uh, it is biblical, however, for Christians um, and non-christians to be influenced by demonic activity and so that's why we're having this this podcast is to discuss demonic activity to discuss spiritual warfare so that one we can know how to combat it so that two we can know what to do before we face it so um prayer and fasting is going to be a key here throughout the next month or so um 
So to kind of fasting cap- will change your life, guarantee you. Dude, like it will change you in the oh, it's awesome. I, I love I, fasting. I, I, have you have you started fasting yet? I know since we talked about the. Have I, you? I did it, okay. dude. Changed me, bro. Like itch, like temptation, bro. I'm like I'm like I'm like Mike Tyson, bro. Like, yeah. Mm, okay, bro. Dude, I I used to be like really fasting, but mm-hmm. after I fasted and bro, I want to like, do it again. Like after football yeah. season, you can guarantee yeah. I'm doing it uh, all the time. Like, yeah, because I I did yeah. it during football season. That was yeah, that was rough. Mm-hmm. That was that was. I rough. bet it was. I bet but, it was. And you did you mm-hmm. did a good job not boasting about it because I didn't know about it. Yeah, I uh, didn't tell. I told my mom. That's about it. Good, good. I, I yeah, I just told my wife. That's it. So, um, but uh, yeah, good job, dude. Um, fasting really is which I used to like. I said I used to like kind of like lift my nose up at it like. Like whatever, yeah. but no, it literally changed my life, mm. and and I I guess I can't really explain it. If if I could ever explain it, I it's, explained it yeah. in the fasting podcast. It's <laughs> you you literally rely on God because hunger yeah. is the most human temptation. Like you need food to survive. You're hungry. Yeah. So exactly. if you rely on God for the biggest temptation, you can fight everything, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like Tyson. Yeah. So that is it. So in conclusion, how am I as a Christian? (laughs) How am I as a Christian? How am I going to approach Halloween? Um, For one, I'm not going to partake. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, go door to door trick or treating. Um, If anything, I would go to a nearby church and I would participate in their fall yeah, festivities. Yeah, we do a trunk or trunk treat, treat thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's popular. Yeah, yeah that's popular. Um, the and hot dog seller. I, 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 nice. I would be okay with that because I would have full yeah. confidence if it's coming from a church, knowing yeah. that it was not was not cursed in mm-hmm. any way. Well, I would do um, is probably I'd probably do that if I had kids. I would do that, or I do what we do now. Like we just go to my mm-hmm. grandparents and just like yeah. get a little like Easter basket, yeah. if you know. Because yeah, I know my yeah. grandma's not going to curse me. So. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you um, never know. Kidding. <laughs> and then on top of that, so that's just, I guess, in terms of applicability for our lives, Codis. But for those that are listening that might have kids, what should uh, what should you do? Um, I'm not going to recommend that you, you know, decorate your yard with, you know, mm-hmm. death um, or anything Halloween-y. Put um, some crosses up, man. Make it look like. Yeah. Well, how, how do you somewhere. combat death? Life. How did Jesus combat death? Life. So yeah. So you gotta I'm put totally you gotta put a that. mariachi band out there, make it live. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love that. Make it look like Christmas. Um, Get put Christmas lights up, dude. I love yeah. Christmas lights so much. Mm-hmm. They can stay up all yeah. year. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Some people's houses down here they do they do leave it up. Um they don't yes. leave them on, but they leave it up. But yeah. Dude, it's a, um, it's a hassle, man. It is, yeah. But you guys is. don't even get snow. It's not a hassle for you. What do you mean? You don't get snow, do you? Yeah, we do. Really? You get blizzards? Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, not you're blizzards. not on our okay, level. Okay, okay. You're not on okay. our level. So, okay, back off. Let, let me clear. Let me clarify that our snow most of the time does not stick. Really? Yeah, most of the so time. So it's just but, gone. Yeah, so like it's just Lucky. like rain, but but snow. Um, so oh, it hits the ground here. and melts. It's bad. Yeah. It, like last year, it didn't leave till like a few months after February. It was bad. I don't know my months. Wait, I don't know the order of my months. It, it, it stayed like constantly? Yeah, it, it, it usually stays past February. Like, uh, what's the next month after February? Oh, bro, like the March. Um, but in March, the it longest... usually goes into March. 
Our, ours, like, it's snow for, like, three days, and then it turns into, like, slush for, like, a week and a half, and then it's just, like, icky and watery everywhere. No, for, it like, sticks a week. here, bro. And it, it's a oh. winter wonderland for – Dude, nice. it's, like, we cancel school at negative 25. Like, we don't care. We'll go, we're going to school in the blizzard. We don't care. Negative 25? No, dude, I'm being serious. I, I'll show you the school website. I'm being serious. And we're still wearing shorts and stuff. Like, it's a, it's a problem. Like, we don't mind the cold. Like, me and my friends, we're all wearing shorts and, like, hoodies. Like, we'll have a hoodie on, wow. but we wear shorts because, like, you know, it's, it's so funny because all the teachers are like, why y'all wearing shorts? Like, it's comfy. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Come as you yeah, want. no, we, we cancel school at, at, at positive nine. So, um, <laughs> what? No way. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Bro, the roads can be all ice. We're like, send the buses out, put some, put wow. some tracks on the dude. It's bad. It's, it's, it's stupid. That's crazy. Like, yeah, no, it, I, I didn't bad. have like my, my heater and my old car was broken. So I was driving to school yeah. with my big old coat, like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, wow. dude, I can't like, imagine that it's negative and we're like, ah, it'll be fine. Wow. What? So when you play sports, like what's the coldest it can be before you're not allowed to play sports? Well, so during winter, we only do like basketball and wrestling and like so oh, so football. It's yeah. So yeah. football is that's during the fall. And like now, like we only have three games left in the season for football and then we transition gotcha. to like other stuff. So we don't, okay. I guess so if we make cold. it to the play, yeah, if we make it to the playoffs, we'll still play in the snow. Like, it was like negative ten, and they were still having playoff games last year for football. Wow. Like we just don't care. Like we just are like, eh, get over it. Yeah. Put our uh, our our sports, we aren't allowed to play in less than thirty two degrees. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So as soon as it hits thirty two, we have to end. Our practice. last game was like twenty, and like we were. I I'm a lucky man. I get a hand warmer because I'm smart. So I was wait, you know, chilling, but wait. So like your last game, like last Friday, it was, was cold. 20? It was cold. It was cold, dude. It was really? Too. Dude, it was cold. Oh, dude, no. It's still like 75 here. That's it's crazy. It, it's uh, obviously, it's different, you know, geography. The That's weather crazy. changes. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it was really cold. And know. now, next huh. week, it's supposed to be in the 90s and 80s. Like, I'm telling you, Iowa is the most bipolar mm. state ever. Like, yeah. it was super cold last week. Now, this week, we're in like the 90s, bro. Interesting. It's messed up. Well, You never know what to expect. Um, Hmm. all right well um i'm gonna wrap this up in a prayer because it was a i know it's a, a yes it's a tough subject so um if you're listening bow your head close your eyes unless you're driving that sort of thing don't do that keep, <laughs> keep safe but uh dear god thank you for today thank you for your your glorious self you are holy and you are worthy of being praised um thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins and for cleansing us of those sins through Christ Jesus. God, thank you for that. Thank you for loving us enough so that we can be saved, so that we can spend eternity with you in heaven. God, thank you for the opportunity of faith that you've given us. Thank you for, for giving us the opportunity of fellowship and relationship with both you and with our fellow Christians. Thank you for the opportunities of, of life. And uh, thank you for Codus and I's opportunity to have this podcast, God. Thank you for uh, teaching us about spiritual warfare and giving us your word to help guide us and guard us and protect us. Um, but God, I, I know that there's going to be some listeners here and I know what uh, can open some doors, God. So um, I pray in full faith and full belief and uh, I cast out any and all demons that have come near to any of us as a result uh, of these conversations. God, I rebuke them in Jesus' name 
Um, they have no authority over the individuals listening to these words of this podcast. They have no authority over any of the Christians, of any of the unchristians uh, or non-Christians. God, they have no authority whatsoever when they are within the sound of this voice that is speaking right now, God. In Jesus' name, they have no authority. And in Jesus' name, they will be rebuked and they will go back to where they came from. So, God, thank you again for the opportunities that you've given us. Uh, thank you for sending us again your son and for being um, the good God Almighty who is deserving of all worthy uh, praise. Um, so, God, thank you again for guiding us, guarding us, protecting us, keep us safe as we continue our journeys. And uh, and all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, That's cool. I love her. Um, Powerful. I know, right? I know, right? Um, so, Kodas, uh, any thoughts? No, 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 no. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for watching. If you like this video or if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, feel free to DM us on Instagram. That's where we're most responsive. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll respond as quick as we can. Um, thank you again for watching, and uh, go check out our socials. Go check out our website. Um, it is not completely done yet, but uh, we've got some stuff. So, anyways, go give it a check out. Uh, go follow No Cat Preacher. Get him to 1,000 followers so that he can – uh, go live because that'd be really neat. <laughs> and uh, but that's again, that's uh, at no cap preacher. Um, and uh, again, I really appreciate y'all. Y'all have been an amazing audience. Thank you for listening. And with all of that being said, go at Godspeed. <laughs>